I kind of blacked out when I called it. 610 Sports Radio, KCSB Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome. This is Alexa. What is the purpose of the visit? Jesus Christ. Let's begin that. Back here on After Hours, 913-586-7610. You'll need to know that number for the out-of-left-field question. We'll get to that in a second as you get yours in. The out-of-left-field question is, though, what's the most unattractive physical quality someone can have? You'll find out who you are as a person, I feel like, on a Sunday. But thanks for being here on this Sunday. I'm glad that I'm back. I've been gone for a Way longer than I thought. Four or five days felt like an eternity. I'm glad that I'm back. I'm glad that we are still powering forward as a city, staying strong, staying uh, in in firm, true belief. So it's good to hear from you guys again. Glad to see Quentin's face. Uh, program note, no shows tomorrow, uh, President's Day. And then Tuesday, I'll be out due to jury duty, but then we'll be back ready to go. And then Vern's hot stove on Thursday. But Quentin, you know the deal, man. We do the out of left field question Let's rock out that out of a field question. There's Green Onions by Booker T. I bet Quentin didn't know that's who sang this song. Quentin, what we do here, since normally you're my weekend warrior, maybe that'll change now that the football season is over. We'll see you more during the week. Um, I always give the producer the option to go first or you can defer. So you can be San Francisco in overtime, or you can be San Francisco in regular time. It is up to you if you want to start off with the out-of-left-field question. Yeah, you always defer. Yeah, so you want me to go first. Yeah. And that question today on After Hours on a Sunday afternoon or pre-noon, what is the most unattractive physical quality someone can have? 913 586 Flat build hat. I'm kidding. I'm not going to start that again. I promise. I'm not going to start that. Um, this is, I mean, it, it makes you kind of sound petty, but for me, man, it, it it's for, it, it can be for women or men. And to me, one of the more unattractive physical traits someone can have, you got a dirty ear. You got a little wax buildup in that ear. That can be for men or women. You know, when you're sitting next to somebody, you kind of look over and you're like, oh my Lord, they got some buildup in that lobe. They just need a, they just need a little, you know, a little, a little swab. But I don't know how to tell them that it's different. Earwax is different than, than like a bug hanging. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of bats in the cave, right? Hanging from the nose. I'm also not a fan of people that react in a very weird way about it. Like, oh, gosh. Oh, you need to go get that out of your nose. Side tap. Hey, Quentin, you got a little something right there. You might want to get. Oh, you know what they're going to do? Thank you. I appreciate that. That's what they're going to say. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's like having a zit on your face. You're going to be like, oh, my gosh, there's a huge whitehead on your right cheek. and You want to get rid of it. You're going to be like, hey, man, you might want to go, you know, deal with something. But again... Earwax, not into it. Kind of grosses me out. Not a huge fan. But I will be polite and I'll be nice. Hey, miss. Hey, sir. You got a little. You got a little. You might want to, you know, clean that out. So that's my, like, unattractive physical trait. Because you got to know something's in there. I think this is also a universal one. Yeah. It's just B.O. 
body. It's the, like it's wor- it's so bad. Like especially especially now where you know mm-hmm. deodorant and everything else is so widely available. I remember uh, people were mean to kids in middle school. They'd always say, "You know, right guard works for the left arm too." Like, oof, body odor. I found out that there are different types of body odor when I played high school sports. I played a sport. I played basketball for two years. Freshman, sophomore. Went to a big high school, so we had a lot of people that could play. We had the opportunity, so it wasn't like I was a stud athlete. I just happened to go to a school where I was able to play on basically like the C teams. But I still played high school sports, and I will live on that for the day I die. 913-586-7610. What's the most unattractive physical quality someone can have? Someone just throws out here, racist. Is that a physical quality that somebody can have? I feel like that's like a mental quality somebody has or just a quality. But we don't like it either way. From the 660, Dusty, the Dustman, Dustorama. My most unattractive physical trait would be a neck slash face tattoo. Neck tattoos are tough. Because I'm not really understanding the whole process. Now, you ink up however you want to ink up. But I remember I worked with this one dude and he had two hands tattooed on his throat. And he said, and I quote, these will be the only hands that tie me down the rest of my life. And I went, okay. All right. I said, that's dark. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can go any further than that. Somebody from the 816 says self aspiration, selfies and everything. Okay. Okay. And we want to go like that direction. Like people that like just live and enjoy other people's drama. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I also don't like people that are trying to do selfies to gain attention. Yes. Yes. Like, and like morning vibes. Selfie. Like you're beautiful. You don't need people to tell you you're beautiful. You know you're beautiful. And now I don't want to tell you that because now you're reaching out to be told that. And if you really need to be told that, are you truly beautiful? Maybe on the outside, but you might be rotten on the inside. From the 913, it's excessive piercings. Especially septum piercings. Snout. Oh, wait. Yeah, is that what that says? Shoot. Piercings in general aren't attractive. I don't know. I mean, if I could pull it off, I did have earrings at one point in my life. Big old fake stones in my ears. And then one day my grandpa came up to me and slapped me on the side of the head and said, what are those? I never wore those again. Nurse Jen here. My most unattractive physical trait are tobacco stains on teeth and chew in teeth. Boy, are you not going to like Jay Binkley because he's got chew all the time in his lip, but he's still attractive. Bad breath or bad dental hygiene. That's kind of been the one that's leading the the text line is bad teeth. I think that one's, well, at least the, like, you know, bad breath is very similar to the BO thing. That's my biggest insecurity is bad breath. My car and my backpack will always have mints or Orbit gum in them. Because there's, this is a job where we are long-winded. We're doing a lot of talking. We're drinking a lot of water. We drink coffee. And the worst thing I can do is when I go to like a store and I'm like, hey, and they're like, oh. And I know that reaction. I know a heat wave has hit their nostril and it's not nice. 
Bad breath is not good. Bad breath is a deal breaker. And I know that. And I'm insecure about that. And that's a good insecurity to have. Especially, you know, like a lot of that is first impression stuff too. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like, oof, what is going on? Because I've been the victim of that. And I've also been the person of that. Like, I've been the victim of like, hey, how are you? And like, hey, I'm good. I'm like, oh, my. Maybe she's just got a little meat in her teeth and doesn't know it. And it's just a hiccup. Or there's been times where I've been like, hey, how are you? And like, they've been like, hey, like, and I've had good friends that have told me like, hey, you might want to get a mint or some gum because it's hot. And I'm like, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And then, you know, you're doing the, oof, what was that? Somebody from the 480 says way too much makeup. Ladies, let me tell you this right now. I don't care how much makeup you wear. I don't care what type of makeup you wear. You're all beautiful in my eyes. Plain face, makeup face, you're all beautiful. And that's the truth. That's a crown jewel being honest with you. You're all beautiful in my eyes. Somebody from the A16 says, going on a second date right now, wish me luck. Good luck. Did they respond before that? Or is that just the only text we got? Oh, they said self-aspiration, selfies and everything. Going on a second date right now, wish me luck. Bring that conversation up on your date. Let me know how it goes. Because, you know, on my Instagram, I'll do, like, videos to, like, kind of give a, a preview of what, you know, uh, the show's going to be. That's not me trying to be like, hey, look how good looking I am. Look at how, you know, attractive. I, I don't think I am that person. I'm just letting people know that might be out and about that follow me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Hey, here's what we're going to talk about. Pete Sweeney at 7. Jay Binkley at 6.30. Such and such at 8. Out of left field question. It's a fun one. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll be sure to listen. It has nothing to do with, like, self-aspiration. You know, I'm not here to be like, Look at how look at how well my beard looks today. But there are people that do that, and those people might be a little rotten, might be a little, might need a little bit of Sunday church. Unfortunately, we have occupations that require us to actually Correct. lose our social media. Because I have friends that give me a hard time, like, how many Instagram videos do you do a week? I'm like, dude, sports media. How do you grow your brand? Push it out there as much as you can. So people are like, all right, all right, eight o'clock. What's this out of left field question he talks about? Well, this is what it is. When you're in line at Hy-Vee and the person in front of you rips butt real classy. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you out there passing, passing you know, deviled egg gas. Duster. Yeah, if you're a crop duster, that's, that's mm. but again, I don't know if that is what you would consider a unattractive physical quality. Like boogers hanging. That little saliva that gets in the corner of your mouth when you talk. Physical quality. Earwax, not good. Bad breath, not great. You ever been when somebody has, like, smelly feet of the opposite sex? No. Somebody says, Dusty, from the 660. How about a, quote, old boy standalone stash? Nothing wrong with a good Magnum PI stash, but the old boy, not attractive. If you're an old boy, if you get called old boy by me, you know I don't like you. Arthur Smith. You had that little weird Mr. Potato Head stash. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen Seath Tagalas mustache today on the PGA Tour, the Genesis Invitational. That thing's nasty. That thing is nice. A nice nasty. From the 913, when I was in seventh grade, my dad brought me to pick up basketball games and let me play with all the old guys. Old dudes sweat way too much sometimes. It's just nasty. 
Yeah, I'll never forget the first time I got a layup in my face from some dude and just, I mean, dripping sweat. And it just went right by me. And it was like onions mixed with like an old trash bag and an old man put together at 24-hour fitness, what used to be a gym. And I was like, that man sweats differently than I do. And I don't sweat great. Jacked up teeth from the 785. A woman with man hands from the 913. Well, that's not nice. 913, huge gums in their mouth. Bad teeth. Bad teeth seems to be the winner. A messed up grill. Now I just want to go get Invisalign. Because I feel like a lot of people out there are like, oh, gosh. Like, imagine COVID, like you were meeting somebody for the first time, they're just wearing a mask, and then they took it off for the first time, you're like, oh, that's you under there. Okay. I don't think we're going to go. I don't know. This is just somebody being nice on a Sunday. I appreciate it. What is attractive is your sexy voice, Dusty. I don't know. A lot of weather and time on this voice, I can tell you that much. We are running away with clock time here. But when we come back, I want to talk about what this was for a season with the Kansas City Chiefs. Why it was a different than other season. And what one of the most key parts that was this team ain't going anywhere. Because I heard his name all the time. And no, it's not Chris Jones. But that is Quentin. I am Dusty. This is After Hours, and the station that we do it on is called 610 Sports Radio. I normally don't like Van Halen, but this song kicks. Because this is the Sammy Hagar version of Van Halen. Although I do love the song Jump, Panama, and Bat. Maybe I like Van Halen. I'll just stop. Am I getting you to realize something about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I had their double, like, platinum CD when I was a kid. I remember that. Like, there's another song they have called, like, Love Comes Walking In. That song's a banger. And then you fall again, and all your hands are the same. Love comes walking in. Something like that. I just butchered that song, but that's kind of how it goes. Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Some people will give you that sort of uh, thing. I will say this, uh, as I always try to tell women they are beautiful from the inside and out. One thing that I will say is a physical, um, what do we say the question was again? What's a physical trait that is seemingly unattractive? Something like that, misverbed. Um, yeah, what's the most unattractive physical quality someone can have? I'm not sure why we got to a point where faked full lips are a thing. Just be you, ladies. You know, you don't have to overdo it. Your lips are luscious enough. You don't need to overdo it. I know a couple girls I went to high school with that are very beautiful at this point in their life, and they have overdone the lips. Just be you. If you're with somebody or there's somebody that doesn't think that you're beautiful for who you are, they don't need to be with you, nor do they need to be around you. Let the crown jewels show you love. And that is me being arrogant right there. I will fully admit to that. I will tell you that for sure. Um, Earlier this week, Mike Giannetti joined the drive um, and had some things to say about contracts and other things. But uh, 
Legeria Sneed was on our girls' show up in Adams with Kay Adams and said this. What would you like to say as we wrap the show up here to Brett Veach? And I have a lot of love for your GM and what he's done building this dynasty. What would you like to say? Man, pay me. <laughs> pay me. Pay me. <laughs> That's what I got to say. Pay me. Do you think that is going to go over well? If you had to pick one with the most trust in your mind of a defensive free agent that will be back next year, are you saying Chris Jones or Legereus Sneed? Honestly, the more and more we have these conversations, I'm starting to think that none of them, neither of them are coming back. You really think so? Um, just, be- just because I do think that the money becomes so significant Right? Like mm-hmm. Chris Jones, the franchise tag is not realistically an option. Mm-hmm. The franchise tag on Sneed is $18.8 million, which is doable. Mm-hmm. But also, this franchise in the Veach era has a history of developing corners. Right. So why am I spending that much money, especially when I already have a number one corner in Trent McDuffie? Yeah. So if I'm confident into which one's coming back, it's probably Sneed, mm-hmm. just because I think the franchise tag is a value like a real option. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling me which one I would prefer to come back, I think it's Chris Jones. Joe Corey said this about how you can't tag Jones. You can't franchise him next year. The way the hundred and you you can, but practically it's impossible. Uh, The way the 120% increase provisions work, it's going to be $33.6 million for the franchise tag on him. So he'll be a free agent. Um, Plus you try to sign your great players. Now, again, you try to sign your great players, and you just signed a great player to an extension in Steve Spagnolo. Now, how much in Spags do you trust? Because the question will be, I think, in this offseason, that if you do lose key, par- key parts and the defense does slightly hinge towards a different statistic, which it possibly could, I'm not trying to be negative, you just had what was a very, very great defense, close to an anomaly of a defense, right? Your corner didn't allow a, a, a wide receiver one touchdown. Did Trent McDuffie have any interceptions this year? I don't think he has any interceptions in his career. So man. that's an anomaly in itself. And you kind of start leaning towards the narrative that was one of the key points in the Super Bowl victory this year was in Spags you trust. Does Spags need an all-star caliber defense to continue his success, or does he just need to have his parts? Like, we need to have a conversation about team building in the NFL. Yeah. Having an elite offense from year to year is much easier when you have the quarterback, which Mm -hmm. obviously Kansas City does. Mm -hmm. Having an elite defense from year to year is so much different because so many there's so much more to depend on from the three levels of the defense. Mm -hmm. And Kansas City, to me, during the Veach era, has not shown a history of dedicating serious cap to its corners. Mm-hmm. Remember when Traverius Ward, when he was leaving, he had a he had a career year here in Kansas City that year. Mm-hmm. He walked. He went and signed with San Francisco for $14 million. Correct. I don't think that, especially now that you paid your quarterback, I don't think you're going to dedicate almost $20 million to a corner when no. you already have a number one corner on the other side. One of your other guys is going to have to step up Watson or or whoever is going to have to step up and sort of take that next spot. The other thing I'll say is that I know a lot of people are going to bring up Snead's ability to blitz. Uh I think that's an overrated thing for Legereus Snead Uh because that's a scheme thing, not necessarily a player thing. So I really want to look at the corner part of itself, and I just don't think that Kansas City does it. 
This was Mike Gennetti on what it's going to take or what the open market would look like for Legereus Sneed. Yeah, if he's a $16 million player in our system right now, that means about four for 64. So it, when he hits the open market, things generally go up about $2 million per year. So if he's on $18 million a year, you could probably sneak four or five years because of his age and feel pretty comfortable about it. What does a team-friendly deal look like for Snead? Yeah, I don't know that you can dip under $15 million at this point. And I know McDuffie's contract's going to come up, and that's going to counteract what you're doing here. But I think you're going to have to be in that four for 60, at least with an initial offer, to keep him at least thinking about not hitting that open market. I do love Legereus needs staying on this team due to the fact that the league is been more serious towards wide receiver play. And I think a big key component to this year was the fact that you had the luxury of having two lockdown corners in Legereus Need and Trent McDuffie. I think you would take a significant hit losing Legereus Need more than you might lose when you lose a guy like Chris Jones. I'm not saying that to be futuristic or knowing what I'm talking about in the future of what this defense would look like without one of them. But again, you talk about the money, you talk about the decisions that Brett Veach has made. They've been tough. They've been tough. And we know that there's also talk of what a Chris Jones deal in the open market could be. Yeah, it starts at four for 120. You know, we're, we're getting them back to that $30 million mark. Nick Bosa's contract has only pushed things for, further. So I, I think we're going to be at four, four years at $32 million per year, two years fully guaranteed, and that third year vests with some, with some 2025 incentives. But it's, uh, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. And uh, whoever gets them is going to get two really strong years of a defensive interior lineman. So that's the thing. Do you give them four for 130 and you're paying or whatever it is, four for 125? Are you paying that two-year window? Are you doing the whole or is Chris Jones doing the whole heavy incentive contract on the other year, doing the almost like the Darrell Rivas sort of way, get all the bag in one year and do one-year deals? Or is it time to say, hey, we tried last year. It didn't work. It got down to the nitty-gritty. We got you by week two. We're not going to do it again this year. If you don't want to do it, we're not going to do it. Enjoy the free agent. There's a lot of things to be done in the offseason. A lot of key names in the offseason. A lot on the defensive side. And one thing that we know that Brett Veach does, he makes tough decisions. But within those tough decisions, he's taking you to four Super Bowls and you've won three of them. Here's, Here's a real option that I think for both of these guys. You pick one and you give them that non-exclusive franchise tag, which is what the Ravens did to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know what that is, mm-hmm. is that it's a franchise tag that allows him to go and negotiate contracts with other teams. And he has until July to get a contract with another team. If he doesn't, he has to sign the franchise tag with you. Mm-hmm. And if another team decides to sign him to a contract, mm-hmm. then you get two first round picks. Right. So I think that's a real option for one of those two guys, probably Snead, right? If you really want to keep Snead and the non-exclusive franchise tag is a little bit cheaper than the normal franchise tag. So if you want to keep him around for another year, do that. Another team may end up trying to get him to a long-term deal. But on the flip side, you get two first-round picks from that team. The text line has, uh, has gotten sour. We had a good run today. We had a really good run. We try to be nice and respectful on a Sunday. We can't do that for everybody, right? From the 9-1-3. Another day, more clown talk from 6-10. Been some cold takes lately. 9-1-3. Another day, more clown talk from 6-10. Been some cold takes lately. 
Need Sneed. Sneed is Veach's first hit in the draft, though. He will be loyal to him. Okay. He's made. He has an opportunity to make don't more money in one, for Correct. one year than he has his entire contract. I think he's made a total of $5 million Fair. in his first contract so far. And on a one-year deal or one-year or whatever contract he signs, he's going to get a fat signing bonus. Sure. And he's going to make, you know, north of $45 million if he signs with somebody else. 816, is Chris Jones paying you guys to stand up for him? His numbers are average consistently. I told you the text line was getting sour. They're starting to get mad at us. And then from the 913, this is Chris Jones, and I will be back. I have no idea what to tell you. I mean, I know what Chris Jones said at the rally. I know. I I, I understand that. We get it. Kansas City, we will be back here next year. And for those who want Chris Jones go, I ain't going nowhere, baby. Okay. We'll see what happens in the offseason because we're getting closer and closer to the combine. We're getting closer and closer to the draft. And if you need more draft coverage, you know that you can go find it at one spot and one spot only. And that's the Character Concerns Podcast with Jay Binkley and Chris Winnicero. It is 1135 on a Sunday. 25 minutes left of the last Sunday show here. So for you, 913, who doesn't want the clown talk, you're not going to get it. Be careful what you wish for. And also, I'm going to be nice. And I'm going to pray for you because it's Sunday. And let's have positive minds in a week that's been full of upset and distraught sort of feelings. So you, sir, take your negative energy. Go bottle it up somewhere else. Take a moment. Take a breath. And take your name calling elsewhere because this week we ain't about it. This is After Hours of 610 Sports Radio. Back here on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens with you. Quentin with you as well. 913-586-7610. We've lost a listener. That's fine. Um, It's fine, you know. Um, I'll bring it to fruition. You tell me if I'm the bad person. You tell me if I'm I'm wrong here, okay? Because we have a discussion. Because I don't care what this person thinks of me or what they what their opinion is. Because clearly they don't like me. So we told, we read the text. And this is what it says. Another day, more clown talk from 610. Been some cold takes lately. I respond. We can block you if you want, since you like to name call and don't like the takes. The response. Same number, 913. Grow a pair, Dusty. I never called you names. Block me if you all want to. That's hilariously sad that you can't take any criticism meant to make the show more entertaining. We got ourselves what I like to call a keyboard warrior. Okay. So I said, no, you called us clowns. And I didn't say I was going to block. I was asking because you don't clearly like the station. I have a pair. Thank you. I said clown takes recently. That's not what you said. That's literally not what you said. I've been a long-time listener of 610. Never had someone get their ego damaged from a text line. I don't even care about your show. I'm here for Carrington and Cody and Gold. Good. Good. Well, I'm glad that you're here for Cody and, and, and Gold and Carrington. I'm glad that you're supporting our station. I appreciate that. So, have a great day. I wish you the best. I'm sorry you think my ego is damaged. It is not. But I'm just letting you know what you said and what you're currently saying are not the same thing. But I'm glad that you like Carrington and Cody and Gold because I like them a lot too. They're good friends of mine. They're good colleagues. They make good content. 
And thank you for considering me having clown takes and completely contradicting what you were saying. But look, man, like we're not trying to get anybody upset. We're just letting you know what the business is. We're letting you know that you cannot pay everybody and continue the success down the path that is the Kansas City Chiefs. You look just at, can't what do happened it. with the Rams, right? They went, they had the number one paid corner, the number one paid at multiple positions. Yeah, they won a Super Bowl, but then they fell off. They fell off a cliff and people were surprised they even made the playoffs. We were talking during the break, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Cowboys have won double digit games for the past few years, but they haven't been able to break through the ceiling because they're paying their quarterback and they're now going to be paying their linebacker slash edge rusher. They've had the number one paid running back in the past. They've had the number one paid or close to it wide receiver. And so the problem is, is that, yeah, you can have elite players, but it's a 53 man roster for a reason. How many times have we come on this show or Carrington or C dot Carrington, C dot uh, Cody and gold, whoever have come on and be like, Hey, you know what was a great off season signing drew tranquil. Uh-huh. Well, you don't get a drew tranquil signing during the off season. Right. If you're paying every, every position, the top part of, of the, NFL, it's just, it's not going to happen. So it's unfortunate that in sports, especially football with a hard salary cap league, you know, you have guys that you love who have been with the team, who have been great with your team that they're going to walk. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is, is that no matter what happens, you can say whatever, like you can say, oh, I really would, but you're in the Super Bowl almost every year. In fact, in the six years you've had Patrick Mahomes, who you had to pay, which you put a lot of money towards, you've been into the AFC Championship game every single year that he's been a quarterback. Five of those in your house. You've had to let go of some key talented players. There was a lot of people that when they traded Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins, there were a lot of people that said, oh, no, what's going to happen next? We've lost an anomaly of a receiver. We've lost one of the best wide receivers who ever played the game. Can this team recover? And they won the Super Bowl the very next year. Not only that, they acquired players within that draft, which they were giving more picks for to create what is this Super Bowl team. Because if you remember, Trent McDuffie was a rookie last year. George Karloftis was a rookie last year, right? And those guys who are impactful players will also have contracts that will come up eventually. And if you tell yourself, you know what, we're going to go with Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones, which means maybe you're going to tell yourself, well, we're not going to be able to give Carl Loftus the money and we're not going to be able to give Trent McDuffie the money because we're locked up in contracts with guys that are here now. That's the way the business works. It's one of the toughest things in the world. There's a reason why the Chiefs are losing someone in their front office that handles the contracts. Going elsewhere. Going to go be somebody else's GM now. There's a reason why John Dorsey's not the GM. There's a reason why Brett Veach is. John Dorsey couldn't manage a payroll. Couldn't do it. Didn't know what to put the right guys in. Didn't know who to give the right money to. And how many times did you sit back in the past and think when you weren't winning Super Bowls, when you weren't winning AFC championships, when you weren't winning AFC West titles consistently, You don't win eight in a row without having the trust and the knowledge in what your roster can be when it comes to talent. And if there's one thing that Brett Veach has proven is that he can find cornerback talent in the drafts. You had three rookies on your defense last year or two years ago that won the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. You had a second-year player in Trent McDuffie this year that was locked down in the playoffs this year. 
trust your GM, trust the business model that is Brett Veach and what he's done to prove that this team can be just fine. And yes, unfortunately, there are times when you are a successful franchise year in and year out and year in and year out that you're going to have to make tough decisions. Budgeting is not easy, right? In life, you have budgeting things, right? In life, you have to tell yourself, sorry, guys, I can't go to this trip this month because I've got to do some other things where, you know, certain things broke down in our house. I've got to get a new washer. I can't go to Springfield for a golf trip. I got to stay back. Right? Oh, they're all going to go have their fun. But financially, you're going to be okay because you're working on things that are in-house. And that's what Brett Beach and the Kansas City Chiefs do. They worry about what's going to make this team successful moving forward. And if there's one thing everybody was talking about this season is, are they going to add a free agent wide receiver? Well, I can sure as heck tell you that you're not going to add a receiver, sign Chris Jones, sign LeJarrius Sneed, sign Nick Bolton, sign Willie Gay. You're not going to do all that. You've got to pick your battles. You've got to pick where you need and what you think you believe can help you to consistently sustain the success level that is the top of the AFC, the top of the NFL. And so far, since Brett Veach has been there and done this, there's no one else that I trust to hand the keys over to to say, okay, there's a chance LeJarrius Sneed's not here. Was he great? Did they win two Super Bowls with him? Yes. Is it time that he goes and does his own thing? Yes. The same thing happened with Tyreek Hill. Have they won back-to-back Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill? They have. Did they get draft capital for Tyreek Hill? They did. Do they still have the quarterback on the team that throws the ball to everybody every single play? They do. And that's the key component. Trust what your general manager is going to. I know things hurt. Some things end and some things go on. And sometimes people that are involved in the things that are great don't end up being involved in things that continue to be great. Look at the New England Patriots. How many times the New England Patriots have a stud corner? And didn't re-sign him. And they went somewhere else. How many times did the Chiefs have a wide receiver one went somewhere else? Who was great. But how many Super Bowl titles they have since getting rid of Tyreek Hill? Two. And here's the thing as well that you got to remember. Is that if, if slash one Chris Jones and Snead walk, you're definitely getting a comp pick for Chris Jones. Yeah. You're going to get a third round pick back for Chris Jones signing somewhere. And you'll probably get a comp pick for Snead. Now, I'm not sure where exactly he would fall under. But so you're probably getting draft assets back if you're letting these guys walk anyways, too. Right. So it's not all like you're just letting a guy walk. You're going to get some sort of draft compensation back from the league because these guys left. Sure. Ten minutes left in this program, and then we're out. The last Sunday show of the season until football season returns. So the last Sunday, last week of football, now no football. This is the last Sunday after hours, so the 913 will be happy. Uh, that's Quentin. I'm Dusty Likens. We'll wrap this thing up on the other side. You're listening after hours on 610 Sports Radio. Back here on After Hours, final segment of a Sunday show. Thanks for tagging along. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. No doubt about it. Thanks to all the listeners today. Appreciate all that. Thanks to everybody that joined the show on a Sunday. Thanks to everybody that joined all the playoff shows uh, throughout. Um, and most importantly, thanks to all you that listened to this show. We appreciate it. Sunday about to be a beautiful Sunday. Already 40 degrees, high in the 50s. Tomorrow, golf weather. I'll be golfing tomorrow for sure. Got the Genesis uh, tournament today. Got Will Zalatoris winning it. Had a little boost. It was plus 450. Boosted up to 675. A little 10 bucks to win a little 50 action, right? You know, have a little fun with that. Plus 675. 10 to win 7750 or 6750 when you do the net profit. But um, now, now it's golf season. 
baseball season, off-season NFL, all that stuff will rapidly fire through, right? You'll get the uh, combine, you'll get the free agency, you'll get the draft, you'll get all that stuff, and 610 Sports Radio will have you covered uh, throughout. I do want to go back and retrace what I had in my opening monologue this morning. I am so proud of this city. I love this city with the dearness of my heart. I was in utter shock on Wednesday, like a lot of you were, um, and like a lot of you will be, we will prevail from this. We will be strong. We will carry onward uh, because that's what we do in uh, the United States. You know, every once in a while we get broken into a million pieces, but the one thing that we do better than I think a lot of people is that we build ourselves back up even stronger in any sort of circumstance, any sort of stipulation that has happened. I'm sure to a lot of you, you have been able to prevail from that. I was in, uh, in pure uh, uh, shock and panic at some point on Wednesday because I knew a lot of people that were down there. A lot of people that are near and dear to the show, a lot of coworkers, a lot of friends, some family members, uh, people that I consider family that are dear friends of mine that were all there. It changed a lot of people's uh, perspective. We had text line uh, people commenting today about how they were thinking about going down there with their kids and they lived with uh, guilt the rest of the day because they decided not to because big crowds tend to scare them and then the inevitable happens. So don't necessarily feel guilty for that. Again, I can't tell you how to feel, but I can tell you this. As a city, I know that there are times when we have had issues where we've been down and out and we built ourselves up. This one a little bit more severe than most, but I'm proud of this city. I love this city and I love the people that represent this city and we can do better. We can be better, and we will get better. That is a fact. Um, so, again, Quentin, thanks for all your help this year. Uh, I know it was your first year doing this, but it is a uh, it is a Sunday afternoon for all of you to enjoy. The weather is nice. It is about to be spring, full bloom. Everything's going to be beautiful again, and we'll be back eventually. No shows tomorrow. I'm out on Tuesday for jury duty, but, again, go do nice things for people. You could change their day, week, month, or year. You never know because it's cool to care. Be nice and stay safe. Quentin, Kansas City, all my friends and families and listeners, I love you all. Enjoy the Sunday and enjoy your week next week. I'm out of here.